and welcome. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> welcome to our podcast, Expensive Science Baby, episode 11. I'm, right. I'm Amy. I'm Chris. All right. What's happening? Well, we have a lot to uh, to go over and, and talk about future-wise. Yeah. You've been poked and prodded all week long. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we have to go over Chris's rough rough day. We'll get there, though. We'll get there. Yeah, we're getting way Don't ahead worry. of ourselves. Um, but first, we're going to open the show like we do every week with our mailbag. Mail. So we only got one message specifically, <laughs> um, and I've got a message from this person before. Ooh. We are both going through IVF. I'm not even sure that I want to mention an, an initial on her name because I don't know how um, open she is with going through this. And, I, and we have a lot of similar friends. Okay, then we have to give her a code name. I'm going to go with Orion. Okay. <laughs> so Orion is <laughs> going, through this, Orion. <laughs> going through the same thing. Uh, is also, she's a little <laughs> bit ahead of me. How far? I believe she's had her retrieval. Oh. They haven't transferred yet. They're going to do a frozen embryo transfer. In August, so we actually might oh. have very, very similar dates. Yeah, okay. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring up what she shared with me in the most recent uh, message was that we also happen to be going to the same clinic, oh. which will remain nameless. Exte- yes, we'll just name people at the clinic. But apparently we named the people. <laughs> and she wanted to um, concur that Stephanie's amazing. <laughs> Stephanie the finance lady. Yes. Yes, which you had said, and I was like, whatever, Amy, sure. And then I met her, and yeah, she's amazing. Pretty amazing. <laughs> And uh, Codename Orion uh, also said... You can just say Orion. <laughs> no. Codename Orion's way cooler. Kind of is. <laughs> um, said that she thinks Stephanie is the one who knows the most about her medical... Everything that her medical record and everything. You said that too. I think I said the same thing. And so I just thought that was cool that... Uh, that Stephanie is so cool that we all agree yeah. that she's the coolest. It reminds me of managers. You know how like in corporations managers sometimes don't know everything that's going on but the people that are actually lower than the managers know a lot more yeah because they're the ones doing all the work right so stephanie is not a manager that's why i said so chris does another podcast called the geeks next door check it out if you like geeky things it's on thursdays or like to hear five friends talk to each other and also make fun of each other it's pretty, pretty enjoyable. much yeah <laughs> um but uh, they ask a question as an intro of all of their episodes and they ask the question of if you were going to go back in time and do a history report a la Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventure, who would you go back and talk to? And their answers were interesting, but I said I would go back and talk to the servants of some king or queen. Yeah, you did say that. Because they're the ones that actually know what's going on in the kingdom as well as in the castle. Yeah. That's what I would do. So you're basically saying what I'm saying. Except for... So my answer is superior to everyone on your show, right? No. (laughs) Come on! Uh, Oh, wait. Yes! (laughs) And? Okay. Okay. Getting back. So that was um, our mailbag. Thank you for that message. Codename Orion. I wish us both luck. <laughs> in our... I'm just going to say Orion. You can continue <laughs> to say whatever. Okay. Um, I also shared our podcast uh, again on Reddit, on uh, the infertility subreddit, because I talk about these ladies a lot. Yeah, so you I thought do. Yeah. I'd share it again. And again, I got a lot of positive feedback. Any negative feedback? No. That's good. Very good. It's the interwebs. Usually you get like 10% positive and 90% negative. Well, I think that not a lot of people who are, you know, I don't think there's a lot of trolls on that. There's not a lot particular of 15-year-old boys Reddit. on that Reddit subreddit. <laughs> and that subreddit exists to, to lend support. Sure. And so I think that, that maybe if you don't, I think there's less negative comments, more ignoring than negative. I yeah, say. I yeah. Agree. yeah, that's probably right. Um. 
But I did want to say that one person commented <laughs> that uh, she too has done the OPK walk of shame at work. OPK. When I was talking about peeing on ovulation sticks and you have to do it at like three o'clock, so you have to do it at work. Oh, right. I remember that. And then you walk out of the bed. So I thought that was pretty fun. So basically what I'm saying is the things that I talk about and things we're going through, everybody goes through this with infertility and IVF. So anyway. Was that the cool. same one you showed me? Because I liked that one because it was like... I don't really learn anything from you. Oh, that was a different one. Oh, different one was like, I don't really learn anything from you, anything from you, but I enjoy it. Oh, I did learn that one thing and that one thing. Well, I guess I did learn something from you. <laughs> I was like, all right, yay. Yeah, because like I have said before, maybe not, but to to you, Radio Land. But I've told There's to no Chris, radio I involved. <laughs> I have said to Chris that people on the Reddit know a lot more of what's happening right. and are much more educated about the IVF process before right. they even start it, where we were just, like, jumping in blind. They're our primary source. you got to get your information <laughs> from somewhere. They're right. our primary source. Source. We're going through it. And, so that's why I was not surprised that she said, I'm not really learning anything new, but it's fun <laughs> to hear you guys talk about it. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you, the Reddits, for the support. Yeah. Uh, feel free to correct me. <laughs> when I say things that are incorrect, because you you do know more than I do. Yeah, and feel this. free to share this with your friends <laughs> yes. and family and anybody else who you think likes bad podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is our stress level check-in. Oh, you want to go first? I always go first. Let's, do you? Well, because I'm easy, so I think I'm like, let's get oh. me out of the way, and then we'll, we'll do you first. So I believe that I am uh, about a level three. Which is midichlorians. Dang. Yeah. Well, actually, that's pretty good for you. I thought you'd be higher this week oh. with everything that's going on. Do you want to share why you're three, or we're going to get into that, I'm assuming? Um, I'm a level three. Oh, I forgot about the other thing. Maybe I'm... I wish we had points, maybe. Because I'm not ready <laughs> no to jump to level places. four. No decimal places, I'm sorry. But I'd say I'm more of a midichlorian level. Okay. Except for when you forget things that make you stressful, and then you're a three. But when you remember them, you jump up to four. Yeah. All right. Yep. How are you? I'm a one. You're Bob Ross in it? I got nothing going on. Okay. My hard week's over. I got my massage tomorrow. I'm all set up and ready to go. (laughs) Yesterday you didn't raise your stress level at all? What was yesterday? Seeing me suffer? Why would that raise my stress level? Like you weren't concerned at all about my well-being. Figured you'd get through it. Okay. Got it. Cool. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And I was down here, you know, you were mostly upstairs. And if you would have just taken the advice of investing in a hot water bottle. We're not there yet. You're skipping ahead. <laughs> skipping ahead. All right. So let's talk about your three. What's going on? Well, uh, we, well, we should actually talk about how you got here, right? To where? How we got here. What? How you got to here the last week. Everything that happened. Well, I th- we will. Okay. We do the stress level check-in. Which we did. And then I was going to do Cat Corner. Oh, there is no Cat Corner. Which is a nice segue. Uh, what? Cat oh. Corner is a, is a fan favorite. <laughs> There's like three people who have suggested it. They enjoy it. How is Cat Corner a segue? <laughs> I want to hear this. Okay. Well, first we should get into Cat Corner. Cat Corner? Cat Corner, Cat Corner. Meow, meow, meow. Cat Corner. Meow. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to mention that my kitty cats seem to know when I am suffering in some way, physically. If I'm sick or in pain, and they come and they snuggle with me. Or they don't leave my side. Like, Zelda didn't leave my side when I got home from surgery. She walked around following me around. And I didn't know this, but she slept with me during my nap. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, I just wanted to say that little cat corner tidbit. Okay. And I find it helpful. Okay. Except when they want to lay on my uterine area. (laughs) after The day after surgery. 
I will say nothing negative about that. Completely, I'm completely in agreement <laughs> with you. Cats sense your emotional level and they help you out. I'm in there's, agreement. There seems like there's more to this. Agreement. Oh. <laughs> I think it's more than just so. Yes, they help me when I'm emotionally not feeling well and, and sad, which is a lot. They definitely sense that, especially if I'm crying. Zelda is very freaked out. But I'm talking about like an illness or an injury. I think they can smell it. Uh, maybe. They smell your butt because I'm, I'm told they smell through people's butt how healthy they are. I've never heard that before. Really? That's why dogs <laughs> smell each other's butts because... But, right. I don't think they smell humans' butts. That's I, how... I know. And I don't think cats are <laughs> butt smellers like dogs are. Oh, they are. I've seen our cats smell many a butt <laughs> in their time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like to think about them as butt smellers. You don't have to think about it. They'd also eat us if we died in our house. You don't have to think about that either. After like a week, they'd just start eating us. <laughs> or know. snuggling up to you really closely with their teeth. <laughs> I don't think they like to eat like old rotting meat, do they? I think a cat would eat us <laughs> if, we, if we died oh. and there was no other food. So maybe, so the cats are just waiting, I guess, uh-huh. for my imminent death. Yes. And that's why when I don't feel good, they're near. Because they're like, is it now? Is it finally now? I'll be the first one to get a bite. It smells delicious. That's not what I was alluding to, but it works. No, cats are beautiful, sweet creatures who don't do anything wrong and know everything about you when you're having a bad day. I I was mainly talking about when I'm injured or sick. Right. Okay. I still feel like you're making fun of me in some way. Meow. <laughs> okay, moving on as that segue. So the reason they had to take care of me. Oh, right. See, it is a segue. I told you. A cat segue. A cat way. Yeah, okay. We call it a cat way. I would rather prefer a cat riding a segue picture in my mind. Sure the internet has that. <laughs> I'm not going to look it up, but I'm sure the internet has cat riding segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had surgery. You did, and it was awesome. <laughs> What do you mean it was awesome? Well, what did tell me about your experience, and I'll tell you about my experience with your surgery. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm so curious about about this. Okay, continue. So it was very early in the morning. Got up. My dad picked me up. Away we went. We got there really early. It was like super early, like bef- early, like six a.m. Right. So I was like kind of amazed to find. We found the parking, which was what they emphasized was. Here's how you get to the parking. That was easy. Getting to the place to have the surgery was a little more challenging. I believe I got less instructions about that. So we wandered around for a bit. We actually passed the place that um, Chris and I had birthing classes when I was pregnant with Persephone. Right. So that was, you know, it was okay to see that. I remembered and those are nice memories. don't remember that room at all. I mean, I remember kind of, I remember doing it. I just don't remember what the room looked like or what it looked like from the outside or anything like that. Okay, that's fair. Um, And then... I got checked in, and then I had to wait. They, they checked me in. They were very nice, and they are like, just have a seat. A nurse will come get you in, like, 15 minutes. I was thinking to myself, why did you have me get here so early if I'm going to sit for 15 minutes? Well, if you remember the last podcast, they said, we don't know when you're supposed to be here. Is it two <laughs> hours early? An hour and a half? We're not sure. <laughs> so my dad was like, he didn't say this out loud, but basically I think he was thinking, so uh, can I go to work I'm going to go now. Uh, you're like, good, right? <laughs> So I kind of said, go. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I was like, I think I'm where I need, I need to be. I think I'm good. Um, and then I sat there for not too much longer. And 
uh, a nursing assistant, she introduced herself as a nursing assistant, came and got me. She really didn't want to have much to do with me. Okay. I'll be honest. It was early. She was probably early. Yep. Yeah. And got me in my little room, which was like at the entryway of the pediatric wing, which I didn't appreciate. Like, that was tough for me. Yeah. That well, I don't think that was where you were. He, well, I entered where we left with Persephone. Oh, you remember that? That I remember. Cause I well, remember after had, she was born. Yes, we had to deal with the car seat and everything. They had to make sure we oh. had a car seat. And that's actually where I entered. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, well, I didn't know where to go. I didn't realize. You told me the green ramp, and none of them say green ramp. <laughs> There's a green building. No, there is a green. It does say it. But it's like on the other side of the children's to, like, hospital. You have to go straight. You can't go left. I know. And it's yeah. like on the other side of what's called the children's hospital. So you're like, I'm not going to go in the children's hospital. It seems weird. I don't know. Anyway, we found it. You found it. You were waiting. Yeah, yeah. So there I am in this little room with a, just a curtain, not like a full, here's your own private room. So then I was thinking, this is weird. Am I going to have to like recover here in this like almost open room? And then she told me to put on this outfit, like basically piece of paper gown that tied in weird places and could also be hooked up to a heater. What? A heater? Yeah. All right. I mean, I didn't need it, but it could be. Okay. And then uh, all these people kept coming in. That's what happens before you have surgery. You see a thousand people. Right. And uh, when I get nervous, because a little thing about me, uh, when, I get, when I get nervous, I have to pee like a lot. <laughs> I also have a runny nose. Like when so I used to do liquids, just evacuate yeah, your body when you're nervous. Get on all the liquids. When I used to do uh, the theater in high school and college, before, during a show, everyone would know that I just had Kleenex hidden before every one of my entrances backstage. Okay. Because before I would enter, I'd get nervous and I had to wipe my nose. You must have been a ball the first time you had sex. <laughs> you're like all nervous and just liquids are everywhere. Let's not go there. No. All right. But sometimes in that situation, some liquids are helpful. I will well, say. right, but I mean everywhere else. <laughs> I can control when I have to pee or wipe my nose. It's just a thing that happened. Oh, okay. So I had to go to the bathroom, and so we did that. And then uh, I came, went back into the bed, and then my nurse came in. And she knew, seemed to know what was happening more than the first, first nurse. Okay. Uh, but she, I would say she was like almost like a nurse ratchet type. She wasn't going to take any garbage from anybody. <laughs> what's, nurse, what's nurse ratchet? Nurse Ratchet's from, uh... It's a show? It's from a show? Is it from a movie or a play? I've never heard of Nurse Ratchet. I don't know. Look it up quick. Is <laughs> it right. from To Kill a Mockingbird? Uh... Yes. I don't One know. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's what she's from. Oh, look at you dropping literary references everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. She is a no-nonsense nurse. <laughs> okay. And that's what my nurse was like. And we... What did she... What did she do? Oh, she's like, I'm gonna ask a bunch of questions... And then a bunch of other people are going to come in and ask you a bunch of questions, <laughs> which is what happened. I had a nurse nurse anesthetist. That's what they're called? Mm-hmm. And her student nurse anesthetist. So they're registered nurses, but they also do anesthesia. They have, like, more training and oh. paid more money. <laughs> so one, one of the persons was training the other person to anesthetize Yes, and they happened you. to run into an anesthesiologist MD on their way to see me. And he was really excited about this student nurse. And so he's like, well, I'm going to come in with you. <laughs> and, uh, and you're going to ask all the questions. And she, like, freaked the fuck out. She was like, what? Really? I've never asked the questions before. What do I even ask? What do I say? <laughs> so much, but I didn't know it was that big of a deal. I mean, she didn't say those things out loud, but I could tell she was very, very nervous. Okay. In front of one teacher and other teacher guy. Teacher lady, teacher guy. Uh, she did fine, though. Although she only asked me, like, a couple things. And then they, like, had a little conference in the hallway. And then she came back. 
And so did everybody else. And she was like, okay, so now here are the questions I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> <laughs> they had to get it right. So all it right. was pretty sweet. Like, she forgot to ask me when the last time I ate was, things like that. Oh, all right. And anyway, she was very, both of those nurse anesthesi, anestheticians were very nice. And they're the ones who give you the drugs. So they're typically your favorite people. I think. <laughs> and then I had two residents and a med student come in. Two ladies and a very uncomfortable young man. He was uncomfortable? He seemed very uncomfortable. So I didn't know if he was, like, studying to be an OBGYN physician. Okay. Or if this is his OBGYN rotation and he didn't want to be there. <laughs> I had no idea. He didn't really say much. He just sat. He stood awkwardly in the corner and then he decided to sit. But, like, the whole... T- so I like to watch people. Sure. And the whole time he was eating my questions... Um, asked he didn't he was very uncomfortable and didn't know like he tried to lean once he was like should i be standing not sure what to do with his hands (laughs) (laughs) but then he got a chair and i felt we all felt better i think in that whole room once he sat down because he was less uncomfortable and so she asked me questions oh uh, nurse Ratchet and the, the med student, all of them asked me what medications I'm on, which is a common question. They should be asking you before you're going to have surgery. Sure. And I said, uh, prenatal vitamin and birth control. And they said, what birth control are you on? And I said, I don't know. It starts with an E. And they all seemed kind of surprised that I didn't know. And my canned answer is, well, I'm going through IVF. They give me drugs and I take them. <laughs> I'm going to be on a lot of drugs soon, and I don't know what they do. And they said to me, what? They didn't, they didn't like that answer, and I was like, yep. Also, I said, oh, and I recently stopped taking a pack, but I think I'm on, like, day six, so I think I still have the antibiotic in me. And they're like, oh, were you sick with something? I said, nope. <laughs> like, why were you on an pack? IVF. I'm doing IVF. <laughs> they give me medication. I take it. <laughs> and as I was saying that answer, again, and they were all looking at me puzzled, then my doctor walked in, and she overheard that answer, and she said, yep. <laughs> Those are all true statements. She's like, that's what happens when they go through IVF. You just take the medicine. Well, you taught somebody something that <laughs> they will bring that through their entire life. Yeah. They've now learned something. But I will tell you, like, most of the people I inter- interacted with were fine. But I was very nervous. I mean, it's a surgery. There were a lot of these weird people staring at me. But seeing my doctor, I was like, oh, like relief. Oh. I was like, that was my doctor. Well, that's good. And she was confirming that, yeah, it, they just take medicine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. I have no doctor in my life that I care that much about. I don't even know who my doctor is or if I have one. Oh, well, I appreciated seeing her. I know. That's good. It's good you have somebody. I do really like her. I've never had a doctor I liked this much. Good. Okay. So that, okay. So then so then she starts talking to me about things in a much less awkward way. Like, you could tell she was doctor and they were all students. Okay. Oh, I see. She knew it. She was basically, here's what's going on. Here's what we're doing. And they were all like, ah. Yeah. All right. And I should say, Nurse Ratchet. so they all ask you what you're having done. Because, like, they, I think they want to make sure that they're doing the right thing and, like, you understand what's happening. Like, they don't say, here's what we're doing today. They're like, what do you understand is happening today? <laughs> and so I said, I'm having uterine polyps removed. And they're like, hmm, all right. Good answer. Some of them are like, good answer. And some of them are like, huh. You're like, What's the medical did term I say for that? Wrong? Like, I don't know. Did I miss something? And I think it was Nurse Ratchet who said when I said that. She said, "Did they also talk to you about a DNC?" And I said, "No." Okay, so I get that out mixed Have up with ever... a DNR. <laughs> do not re- 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 no. wait. Was that do not do not resuscitate? Resuscitate. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't ask you for that. Oh, but we should talk about that. Okay, but what about the DNC, the Democratic National Convention? <laughs> D. So D and C. Oh, okay. 
in the trying to get pregnant world, if you have a miscarriage, sometimes you have to have a DNC. What's it stand for? I'm not exactly sure. Well, I need to know that. I think it stands for dilating the cervix or something. But it's the first thing I thought of when that when they said that was, oh my gosh. Dilation and cooterage. Curatage. <laughs> Curatage. I don't know. I had a bad like feeling about it. I was like, what? I'm not having a DNC, am I? Because I thought that was like a bad thing. But I think all it really means is they're dilating the cervix the on cer- your behalf. <laughs> cervix is dilated and a special instrument is used to scrape the uterine lining. Yeah. Mm. I love when medical terms use scrape. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> a great word. And so, I mean, it, it, that is what my doctor said is that, yes, we do a DNC because oh, we you... have to dilate the, the cervix. Okay. And then later she said we have to dilate it to a six. And I like freaked out in my mind. I was like, oh my six God. Hearts. Six hearts. I don't want to go to six. I remember. <laughs> I had medication after six. No, eight. I got to eight without right. medication. After, which is after six. Right. So I was like, oh my gosh. Am I going to feel this after? Like, I, then I got even more nervous. So by this time, I have an IV in my arm. I've had my blood drawn. I am hooked up. My legs are hooked up to some kind of pumpy things. Like they're taking my blood pressure in my legs. And I have to pee again. Because I get nervous. Sure. Also, I hadn't eaten and I was drinking a lot of water in the morning because I thought I should drink all this water. Um, and so I, w- I was like struggling. Like, do I tell them I have to pee or do I just hold it? But then I'll be under anesthesia. Will I pee? I don't want to pee all over everybody. I'd be bad. And so I had that dilemma for at least 15 minutes within my mind. Huh. We'll get back to that in a second. We need to go, we need to, go to what you said about the DNR. Do so, not re- resuscitate. Okay. So when I was on the phone before the procedure and then the day of procedure, they were asking me, do you have a, a health care directive? And I said, no. And so then they said, well, are you okay if your husband makes these decisions for you? And you're like, fuck no. Get somebody else. Get my dad. Please just get anybody else. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going to lie about the dad part. It, it might have crossed my mind. <laughs> about, Can you consult with my dad first? Uh, <laughs> But uh, I thought maybe we should talk about that. Not right now, but perhaps okay. we should make a healthcare directive so we know what each other wants. All right. That's, but it was almost as if... This is completely off topic, by the way. Well, we hadn't talked about it. But we only talk about things on podcasts. That's not it's true. how we live our lives. It's mostly true. <laughs> but the way that they would say it was like, they were very disappointed in me is what I felt, number one. Oh. And then number two, they were like, so your husband's going to have to make all these decisions? Okay. <laughs> and I was like, have you met Chris? Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. Come on. So anyway... Getting back to the thing. Um, so I have... Okay. There's a lot. We're just at the prep, guys. There's no, a lot no, to talk about about no, my no. surgery. Um, so they have the things on my legs that were like... It felt like they were taking my blood pressure and alternating. And I have a thing called Raynaud's phenomenon. <laughs> I hate that word, though. Na, 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 na. Phenomenon. Na, 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 na. Okay. <laughs> so my toes get white if they get cold. And I don't have it as bad as some women. Some women have it very bad. I know some women have it really bad. And their whole hands will get white and okay. just they'll hurt and they're cold. Well, yeah, because there's no blood going through their hands. Yep. I discovered it when I was in college in a karate class. And so you're barefoot in the gym. And I looked down and my toe was white. Just like my middle toe, randomly. And I actually made the whole class look at my toe. I was like, oh my gosh, everybody, look at my toe. It's white. And so I came home. I was still living with my dad then. And I said, dad, my toe turns white when it gets cold. And he said, perhaps you'll lose that toe one day. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks. I want Chris to make my medical director. <laughs> yeah, one, score one for Chris. <laughs> um, so anyway, the, the squeezing, if things are too tight on my feet, 
um, I will get the white tone. And so the squeezing of my legs with the things was causing me to have the white tone. Right, that makes sense. And so I said, hey guys, do I need to have... Battle Cat has her head oh. stuck in the Kleenex box. Sorry, everybody. Cat corner, cat corner, <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Should we take her photograph first? No, you should take her head out of the box. <laughs> okay. I think we should. She's going her. back for seconds. Then she gets her picture taken. All right. So I said, um, is this a problem? Because Do I need to do this? Because my feet are turning white when it squeezes. And they're like, oh, do you have rain odds? They knew. They were on it. And they had to have like a, a consult oh, with boy. each other. We called the rain odds specialist in. <laughs> they're like, do you, does she really need these? Because they're supposed to prevent blood clotting. Right, right. And that, which can happen with surgery. Uh, and so they decided it was probably okay if I didn't have it on before the procedure, but during the procedure, I should probably have it working. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. That works. So I was off of that. I was still hooked up, but they weren't on. So again, my legs are hooked up to things. I have an IV and I have to pee. Again, I don't want to pee all over the people doing the thing. Did anybody ask you, do you have to pee at this point? No. Okay. Maybe that's the thing they should ask. They really should. We're about to hook you up to many things. If you have to pee, you should do it now. (laughs) (laughs) But I did pee before. I just had to go again. Right. So then I I was just, for a while, I was just with the anesthesiologist people. And they gave me my first medicines. Okay. In the IV, they gave me what they said were um, anti-anxiety meds. (laughs) The same stuff we give Battle Cat when she goes in (laughs) to the doctor. And these meds were amazing oh yeah this was my favorite part really yeah they were just i felt happy i kept thanking them i was like this is the best did they say what it was besides anti-anxiety they didn't say like um, the medical nerve like somebody else said later somebody somebody else described it. another nurse said oh yeah that one's like having three martinis in a minute <laughs> or something so it's like an opiate probably it was very nice <laughs> okay but anyway i got a little brave and i was like i have to pee guys well, right, because you had three martinis at that point. <laughs> I was like, can I go to the bathroom? And so then they were like, oh, sure. And then it was no big deal. And I went to the bathroom. And I, let me tell you, after I did that, I was much relieved that I had gone to the bathroom. How was your nose? Running? Oh, my nose is okay. All right, just making sure. And then away we go to the surgery. I kept saying how much I liked the drugs. <laughs> there was a time when they were talking about blankets. And I said, my grandma used to work in the hospital. Uh, in uh, in Hibbing at the in the laundry, and they I think they said something about oh I bet that was when they didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> so blankets were very important. <laughs> oh, it was probably hot, and I just remember saying she worked there for years and years, and I said years a lot, and that's all I remember. And then I wake up after it's over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like they didn't have me. I don't think they had me count backwards from things. That's what I did. I remember when I did my tonsils when I was a kid. They count backwards. I don't know that I did that. But maybe I did, and I just don't remember. What, um, didn't you, was this, maybe we'll get to this later, I don't know. Didn't you talk about Prince? <laughs> Who you were under? Oh, I thought maybe we wouldn't say that. Why? So, they did tell me they were going to give me the real drug. Uh, the real drug. Like, so I had my anti-anxiety drug, and then sure. they were going to give me the anesthetic, like, to put me under. Right. And when they said they were going to do that, I did say, oh, is this the Prince drug? Oh. Well, that's not a big deal. You were asking a question. Is this the Prince drug? And yes. It was. It was. Okay. <laughs> and that means the drug that Prince was using when he died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Prince fans, if that was offensive to you. How's it offensive? It's a question. Is this the know. Prince drug? I don't know. I feel bad. Mm. Okay. Right. Chris said I don't have to feel bad. Nope. Okay. And then the procedure happened. There was a camera used. Oh. Uh, there's a really long word to describe the procedure. It's like a... See? 
That's the word they were looking for when the guy said, what's your procedure you're going to do today? They he, were. That's what he wanted you to say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have my discharge papers. Did they put it on there? I don't know. Hyper hobbity bobbity something. But basically what you it was know. was removing polyps from the uterine lining. Is that correct? Correct. So yeah, the, it doesn't say what I The technical term for that is hyperbolibobium. Well, the, the instrument they use, which is like a needle slash camera. Needle camera combo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we will post on our Facebook page, because why wouldn't we? I have a scan of my uterus oh. with polyps and then without. How do we tell which is the one with yeah. and which is so the one Yeah, so my doctor <laughs> actually apologized later and said, you bled a lot, so the pictures are blurry. Because <laughs> like, there's blood everywhere. Oh, Okay. But I think the bottom left, you can definitely see where, where those little bumps are polyps. Oh, these things right here? I think so. Okay. Yep. And, and then maybe the top left is no polyp? So this just reminds me of my eye exam, basically. It looks yeah. exactly like an eye yeah. with I veins mean, it doesn't look that stuff. weird. All right. And what are these? No idea. Okay. So we'll put that out there. People will be like, I don't know what I'm looking at, because yeah. either do well, I. Well, that's why I'm not too embarrassed about it, because it's my innards, and you can't tell what it is. Yeah. So lower left, you think those are little polyp things, and yep. upper left, you think... That's the moon when it waxes. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's a blood moon. All right. Cool. But surgery was successful. Yeah. Uh, they, I did bleed more than they were anticipating. Yep. Because I'm a bleeder. <laughs> well, because they opened my cervix up and my cervix spots all the time. It makes sense to me that I would have a lot of bleeding. Sure. Yeah. And so then we're in recovery. I am brought into a room. It's a, now a different room and it's a smaller. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a big room, but it has a door. No bathroom, though, which I thought was a little bit odd. And I have a recovery nurse with me. This is the room I went to. Yes. Okay. But I had a recovery nurse that you never met, and then she left, and then nurse you did meet came in. Okay. Nurse Cuckoo. <laughs> she was... Very nice. She was folksy. I would describe her as folksy. folksy. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. A little folksy. Um, and so there I am in the recovery room, and actually before, yeah, recovery nurse one... I just, like, I kind of slept a little bit because I was still, like, really groggy because I was just coming out of it. Right. And so I tried to sleep, although they had the lights on and there was some kind of ticking. Don't worry about that. It was probably the clock really behind you. I didn't sleep very well. <laughs> but maybe I did and I, don't, I just don't know it. And then other nurse came in and it was time for me to sit up and start, like, keeping my eyes open. I think they wanted to make sure I was successfully coming out of it. Sure. Okay. But then, then came the pain. <laughs> then came the pain. Right. Um... IVF drugs do not allow me to be on ibuprofen because of blood, like blood thinning or something. Mm, yeah, that right, that makes sense. Sure. And what I learned later is typically during this procedure, they give women going through it an IV full of really powerful ibuprofen to help with pain. Okay. I couldn't have that. They were unsure what to do for me, but I was in a lot of pain. <laughs> and so eventually they gave me Oxycontin. Okay. Had I been given the choice, would you like to be nauseous and vomit all day or have some pain? I would have chosen the pain, I think. Oh, because the Oxycontin made you nauseous. Yes. Well, you know that now, so you'll never become a, an Oxycontin junkie. I believe I said that later that evening. How do people get addicted to this crap? <laughs> it doesn't feel good at all. I just feel nauseous. I'm going to throw up a lot. Does Neo's collar a dog bone? Yes, that's all they had, and it was a mistake. He looks like a puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just oh. kind of silly to me. Maybe he looks a bit badass. You look badass, buddy. <laughs> okay, so you got the oxy. Yeah. And then that just made you vomit. 
nauseous. Did you actually vomit? I actually did. I think you remember going into the restroom several times. Yeah, a little did. dry heaving, but the actual vomit. Okay. So you'll Later. never use that if you don't really need to. Uh, I will not. Um, <laughs> and so we were in that recovery room for what I thought was a really long time. It was a long ass time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just picking you up. I was going to let the car run. <laughs> we were in there for a long time. I don't know what she was doing. Yeah. I don't know. I thought maybe they were just like monitoring, monitoring they must you have been. to make sure things are okay. But she did give me some interesting tips for the next time I have surgery. <laughs> if I do get nauseous. She suggested I wear my C-bands. Yep. <laughs> like, like I said, folksy. <laughs> which are the things you wear if you're going on a cruise ship and you have motion sickness. Right. She also suggests if you start feeling a wave of nausea coming on to uh, sniff some alcohol. <laughs> some rubbing alcohol. <laughs> That's why I have alcohol patches in my back, my pocket. Yes. She's like, here, take these. She'll need them. <laughs> so I kept, I, I did that. You know, I was like, please stop telling me weird things. I'll just sniff this alcohol. I'm like, yeah, I don't think it really helped that much. And then she just kept giving Chris more. <laughs> she did. Oh, take these and put them in your pocket. And then she was over at a cupboard and she was like, oh, I found more. Put these in your pocket. <laughs> so we have all these extra alcohol swabs, which I will need for my shot. Well, you should have just started sniffing them. And whenever you felt bad, maybe that would have helped you. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Chris's favorite. Yeah. A water bottle. Yeah. She said, do you have a hot water bottle at home? I said, no. And she said, oh, you should really invest in one. Invest in a good hot water bottle. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> you know, for the cramping. She mentioned it like three times. Too. She really she, wants us. Yeah. Like for a second, I thought she was just going to go find one at the hospital. And <laughs> that would have been one. nice. <laughs> she really wanted me to have one. And I'm not going to lie. It probably would be a nice thing to have. But now I could never actually buy one. <laughs> Sure you can. <laughs> and she suggests you do. She does. I should really invest in a hot water bottle. Yeah. So then we got to go home. Do you want to know my experience oh, at the place? yeah. Because, um, so I, yeah, it's not as in-depth as yours, obviously. But uh, I went there. I parked in the wrong ramp. I parked in the red ramp because the only green building that I could find was a building, which obviously was not the thing. So now maybe I know why they emphasize finding the green I'm parking I'm pretty ramp. sure that's the reason. How did me and my dad find it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you guys just went in circles until you ran into something. Hey, it's green. Um, I went in the exit or the entrance where we brought Persephone home, like I said. Um, that was interesting. I asked the lady where I'm supposed to be. She's like, oh, yeah, just go that way. So sure. it wasn't yeah, too bad. Easy. Um. The guy who brought me back there seemed like he was also in college trying to get credits for something. Okay. He called. He's like, uh, can I bring her husband back? Her husband, Brian, is here. Oh, he called you Brian? Yeah. Nice. And I was like. That's uh, my I dad's name, everybody. Yeah, I didn't correct him at all. I was like, <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So he brought me back. Um, you looked like you were... Oh, no. You have pictures. Oh, of course I have pictures. You I didn't take pictures. a picture of me, did you? I did, but we just, we'll decide if you want to oh, post that or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you looked like you were high, <laughs> very, very high, okay. slash drunk. Okay. I was like, "Hey, you're like, hey." <laughs> well, because I was trying, I was just texting you, trying to tell you how to get to where I was. Which I didn't get those texts until. Oh, okay. Um, so the first thing I see is this sign. It's covering the the pad, their keypad. Oh yeah. It says out of service due to continued failure. <laughs> the keypads have been decommissioned. Please see instructions and use any computer to document your timing event in Navicare. You that like, did give me a very good well, uh, impression of the hospital. It's like <laughs> we, we can't fix this. If you do post that, we need to take that name off. I already did with one oh, version. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I saw the name too. Okay, 
But I just like that due to continued failures. <laughs> they just keep fixing it. it keeps failing. I had noticed that when I was waiting in the other room. Yeah. Um, I thought this was kind of neat. Um, it had your lips a little chart of all yes, of the stuff. Yes, in the, in the first room, this is where they wrote down, in my own words, what the, what the procedure I was having. So this is why I took a picture of it. Oh. Because I was disappointed. Has your name up here. I'm your guardian. <laughs> It says that. And then it says patient requests, which you had nothing. They never asked me in this room. A couple million dollars would be nice or something like that. Request. They don't fulfill it. But then right here, procedure in your words, nothing. They did it all before. I wanted like scrape uterus or something cool or, or something <laughs> awesome. But everything's not. So it was in a different room. You're saying this was all filled up. Yeah. So not I got, all, but some of it was. I got the crappy version, mm-hmm. which was kind of made me sad. Um, let's see. This is your bed. <laughs> Oh. After everything was done when you got up. Actually, that's when I think you went to the bathroom. So uh, I just noticed there was a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. There's pillows and blankets yeah, and more blankets sure. and less blankets and all over the place. And I don't know what this is. Oh, this is the one that I need to upload. Okay. See, the name's gone. I didn't put the picture of you because I wanted to make sure that you're okay with it before I post it. It's pretty awesome, though. <laughs> so anyways. Um, I, um, I doubt there'll be a picture of me. Everybody. I appreciate Sorry that. about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it felt like we were there for a long, long time. So when you walked in, you weren't you. like, you weren't worried about me. You weren't mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, my wife, she looks so like in pain and, uh... You look fine. Okay. You just look like yeah. you're high. It's just a different husband perspective, I think. I mean, I didn't, what is I going to do? There's doctors everywhere and they're... They're... I don't know. Okay. So no, I don't worry about you. You're a grown ass <laughs> woman. You can take care That's of yourself. True. That is true. <laughs> Hashtag uh, socks of, what did you say? Dignity. dignity. I put that on Twitter. Hashtag socks of dignity with your picture of your socks. Yeah, it's true. Socks of dignity. Yeah. As you can see in the picture of my bed, if we post it, I also have another pair of socks that I was about to put on. Yep. Socks of dignity. Socks of dignity. Uh, uh, yeah. So Chris had to help me get dressed. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Which I mean, was a little challenging. It was fine. Okay. Things happen. Things are good. Uh, they had to... Then we got the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. I got to ride in a wheelchair. And I, I don't know. She didn't seem annoyed, but I thought she might be annoyed because okay, so she had to go to a different been, building. <laughs> I have been wheeled out of a medical facility in a wheelchair three times that I remember. Okay. When Persephone was born. Sure. And we got to take her home. When I had my toe procedure. Right. Um, and now this time. Every single time, the person doing the wheelchairing has not been pleased about it. Well, they have to push somebody yeah. around. And there's like, one part where there's a ramp up. I'm like, why is this building have a ramp that goes yeah. up? Yeah, well, that's not where you were supposed to be. Right. Like, this one was, she was real annoying, I think, because Chris parked real far away. <laughs> like, really, really far. They should make it easier to find the parking then. <laughs> we kept going down hallways and turning this way and that way, up ramps, down ramps, until we found where he goes. And then, and you were like, I think you thought you were going to go out the front door and walk all the way to the ramp. And she was like, go in that hallway door there. Well, she didn't explain. She's like, just do that. There's the thing. I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, just, just do that thing up there with the steps. I'm like, there? She's like, yes. I'm like, okay. And then uh, it's it's me in, in a wheelchair pushing person waiting for a really long time. And I am the worst at small talk. And I went fast. I ran. I'm sure you did. I'm real bad at small talk. And so I like didn't say much. And at one point I was like, it seems like it's warm outside. And she said, oh, should I back up? Is it, are you too, are you too hot? Are you too cold? And I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Whenever somebody says that to me, I just like to say, yep, weather. Weather. I was trying to know what to do. I know. It was very uncomfortable. I know. Okay. And then when you got there, I was like, there he is. <laughs> Thank God. And then, and then there we go. Uh, so we got home. Oh, uh, nurse folksy 
recommended a nap right when I got home. And so that is what I did. <laughs> okay. It was a pretty sweet nap. I remember that. And when I woke up, I thought I had had zero cats. I was a little sad. And Chris said, uh, <laughs> you had all the cats. Yeah, they were all with you. And I made a sandwich and they all came running for cheese. <laughs> yeah. So that made me feel better. I did have the cats. Yeah. And then I had um, Chris's mom visited us when I woke up. I was still feeling lots of pain. Uh, not a lot of bleeding, but very nauseous. Very, like, real bad. But then I had two friends come over. Two Lauras came over to take care of me. So that was wonderful. Dueling Lauras. And um, one of the Lauras is make maker of the best uh, hot pa- um, <laughs> homemade hot pad. Because we have not invested in one yet. We have so. not. And I tried to make myself one last night, and I got water all over myself. And I'm not very good at it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I survived it. I did have to take the next day off to continue to recover. And I didn't have very much bleeding the next day or the next day. But then Friday I had a little bit more bleeding. And then Saturday and Sunday, like yesterday, was I did a lot of things. And I did a little improv, talked with some people, did a little shopping. And I had the worst pain and the most bleeding I've had yet. Uh, so <coughs> that's why I was, that's one reason my stress level is where it's at. Because right. I'm a little concerned, like what's going on? This seems weird. Right. and But from, as far as I know, they said you only have to be concerned if you like fill pads with blood right yes but i well the reason i was concerned is because like i didn't have bleeding and then it started again or it yes. started because you didn't have it didn't have it and then you started it and not only the bleeding but the cramping yeah like hurt real bad but i talked to my um one of my friends actually is a nurse with um my doctor what the fuck so battle cat's playing with the pen everybody uh so anyway, it's probably fine, is what, basically what they said. Is your, my body probably just maybe had a blood clot from the surgery and needed to get rid of it, so then I had extreme <laughs> cramping. So Blood clot's usually not a good word. <laughs> In the uterine area, it's cool. All right. Have all the blood clots you want. <laughs> so I do have a lot of cramping again today, I don't, but uh, they are not too worried about it. Then I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. All right. I'm glad so you surgery happened. It. it was quite an adventure. Yep. And the other big thing you've done, you've started. So then Wednesday morning, day after surgery, I had to set myself an alarm. What for? What for? <laughs> oh, that's my segue. Let's go out to the Yes, shots. Oh, everybody! Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know we were still doing <laughs> that. We were doing that, too. Yes, you started your shots. I did. So you're a pro now. 7 a.m. I give myself a shot in the stomach. You've had like six of them done, right? Something like that? Five, six? Yes. Many days of shots. Okay, so tell us about it. How's it going? Well, let's talk about first how I got all my stuff. And I remember talking on our last episode that I was going to organize it all nicely. Uh-huh. And I am the queen of procrastination. <laughs> so I did not organize it all nicely before my surgery. And then my surgery happened. And I was in no condition to do any kind of organization that evening. Right. So thank goodness for my other friend, Laura. That she came over, and she is a helper. She's like, what can I do? What do you need? What can I do? And so I was like, well, honestly, you can help me organize my shop. <laughs> and this girl went crazy, and yeah. she did an amazing job. There was scissors, tape involved. It was like arts and crafts time. All <laughs> she right. loved it, and I'm so glad she did such a good job. Okay. Um, so I give myself a shot. I, I do some photographs. I have a photograph of where I did clean out a shelf. For my shots in the bathroom and then the next photograph is a picture of the lupron um uh, i was gonna say something combination 
box of what I need to do. This is the shot I give myself currently. And the little tiny vial, you can you can kind of see it in the picture. It's real tiny. It looks like it has hardly any liquid in it. And that little vial was $325. <laughs> so this, I want to ask you about this now. Um, you're how far into it? You got to do four more before we do we start the weird stuff? Something like that? Uh, yeah. Four more four 20s. Four five, yeah. Four yep. more 20s or whatever. So you said at, at, when you started, I don't think this is going to be enough. I did say that. Now, do you still think it's not going to be enough after you're halfway through? I do through? not think that. You think it's close? I think it'll be probably fine. Because I looked at it today when I was putting it in there, like how much is in the bottle still. Right. And there's still probably a lot. Okay. Right. And they want to make it close because that little amount of liquid was $325. $325. So even a little bit more would be another $100 or something. Okay. So so what we did discover when she did this is bonus needles Alcohol wipes and your sharps container free. What? What? <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Wait, why? Why are they free? I don't know. They're just not. The my receipt doesn't show that I paid anything for them. Oh, they must come with the medicine. That makes sense. They're like, pay us a lot of money and we'll give you these little things for free. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, bonus. I didn't have to pay for those. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. I like that. Um, so tell me about the shots. How is it giving yourself a shot? So the first day um, went much better than I thought, uh, actually doing it. I grabbed a huge chunk of skin, <laughs> did my alcohol wipe deal, and then jammed the needle in, stuck the medicine in, and pulled out right away. And what you're supposed to do is squeeze your skin, clean it off, poke yourself, put in the medicine, and then let go of your skin, unpinch it, and then remove the needle. Right, but they said it wasn't a big deal if you don't first do day, it. First day I forgot to right. unpinch. And I kind of freaked out a little bit. I was like, ah, but it was fine. And first day, the poke didn't hurt that bad, but the medicine was stinging mm. inside. Sits in there and stings for a bit. And the next day, it also stung. But you did right, the correct the next day. After day one, I have now remembered to unpinch every day. <laughs> okay. And I actually have, gone, have uh, started to do it slower and slower, the whole process. Because if I, I realized, I mean, the poke should be fast. But then everything else, if you do it a little slower, it stings less. Okay. That's good. That's a good thing to know. Yeah. So there's no reason just to jam it all in. You can just slowly put it in. Right. Because can you, you can't really feel it going in, right? The liquid? Or can um, you? Not really. It's not discomforting. No. It's more discomforting to poke your body. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like later it like starts to sting. Well, that's good to know. People might be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe I'll try to do it a little slower. Yeah, I think it's natural to freak out the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I remember I asked you the question after the first time you did it, how did it go? Because it's one of the most impressive things you've ever done. <laughs> this is this is new It sounds like an insult. It is not. It's just, it's hard to hurt yourself every day on purpose, you know? Okay, I hope that in that list of impressive things, birthing a child is up there. Yeah. <laughs> No, of course it is. Cool. All right. Because <laughs> I think that's the most impressive thing I've ever done. Sure. Okay. Um, I will say that this morning, for some reason, I had, like, like writer's block of poking myself. You forgot how to poke yourself? Like, I couldn't do it. What do you mean? Maybe, see, that's, that's the word I was trying to think of. Like, writer's block is not a good way. But, like, I was holding my skin and I wiped it and I was like, okay, you can do it? Okay, now. Now do it? So you're anticipating it hurting? I don't know what, what the deal was. Uh, I think that probably was it. <laughs> I, I was like, this is weird. Like, no other day did I have this. <laughs> like, all of a sudden today, like, meh. Well, because I'm trying new spots. Because I was reading in the information 
don't poke yourself in the same spot twice. I don't even know how you could know where you poked yourself last. Uh, and then uh, make sure there's at least one inch away from the spot you poked yourself. And never, ever poke yourself in the same spot twice. Like, I mean, I have some extra weight on me right now because of the meds. But, like, eventually I will run out of places. <laughs> like, one inch away. And so I was, I was, today I was trying, like, the really far away spot on my side. Like, trying to get it very far away. Like, <laughs> I think that contributed to my, um... <laughs> just, just do what feels natural. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. You don't need to... <laughs> It's not going to be a big deal. I think they just don't want you to get, like, bruised in a spot after, like, 12 days of doing it in the same spot. So, anyway, shots are going fine. Uh, That's I've good. not tried ice yet, though. Okay. Um, you don't bleed at all when you take it out, do you? Or, not at all. Interesting. You bleed everywhere else. I figured you would just start bleeding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, just the cervix and uterine areas where I'm being welcome. All right. So, that is a thing that's well, happening. Cool. I'm on... glad the shots are going well. Yeah. And you have... Four more days do we talk about of the regular before we start Uber shots? Correct. Four. Or because Friday. On the fourth day, do you start your Uber shots? No. Okay. No, because on Friday, so today's Monday when we record. Yep. On Friday, I go in in the morning for a blood draw and an ultrasound. That's going to be your 10 days of giving yourself shots. Yep. And then they say if everything looks good, then the next day I start with the three shots a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> then it's going to so be the, really the day, hard to yeah, put. Yeah. If it looks good, they're like, okay, go. <laughs> like it starts yeah we're that, still in like the holding pattern even though i'm giving myself shots yeah how are you gonna space them out when you gotta give yourself three shots a day <laughs> i don't know i've thought about this yeah you're screwed <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that that's that shots are going well surgery happened okay but we got more news today everybody yes that was your push to hit the next intro oh yeah we need to work on our uh, our things here here we go there we go you want okay. money that was a really bad money sex song it doesn't say money very much but all my friends will love it because it's from empire Records. it is from one of the best movies ever made that's the, that's true yeah okay the application went in today for the insurance program the attain insurance program which I thought your response is very genuine. I hope we get approved, but I kind of hope we don't, too. <laughs> I did say that. Did I say that yesterday? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's an insurance program that takes a shitload of money from you. Sorry, a baker's buttload of money from you. Yep. And if it doesn't work, cool. But if it works the first time, well, there goes a baker's buttload of money. Yeah, if it works the first time, we've at least double paid, and we might not be able to ever do this again. Right. So... <laughs> So I was like, I hope it we're approved, and I kind of hope we're not. Because I was like, if they don't approve us, then we don't have that. Like, it's not a decision we had to make. Decisions got out of our hands, yes. Like, they made it for us. Too bad. We can't do it. One of my favorite uh, conversations we had is when you're like, but, okay, so next time we do this, uh, I want to do this, this, and this, and this. And I was like, Amy, <laughs> we're not going to have any money after this to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, maybe they won't approve us. And then maybe it'll work the first time, and then maybe we'll have some money for the next time. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, if you're tired of hearing us talk about money. No. But that's a huge part of it. It's part of the money. It's a third. It's the expensive part. I think our like, first part. three podcasts were about this insurance plan. Yeah, it's the expensive part of the expensive science, baby. All right. So, okay. All um, right. So anyway, drum roll. Oh. We were approved. Yay. 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 I put the inflection there. Yay. Yay. 
Uh, yeah, we were approved. Uh, uh, we were I approved think, at a lower so, rate. I think Stephanie put the application in at 8 o'clock. I got the email at 8.23 that we were approved. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, money? Yes. <laughs> 23 minutes, please. Well, at first we thought we basically had to be like, we could have a baby on our own. We just thought we'd ask for this help. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it seemed like. But we were approved, so okay. All right. Um, yes, this is so, but as we talked about last week, it's a little bit cheaper because Stephanie is awesome and she's like, why don't you guys just do this? It'll be a lot, it'll be like a little bit cheaper. Well, we still have to pay, so we're, we're getting it, so we're getting a tain with ICSI where they have to um, put the sperm in the egg, but not with monitoring. So all the ultrasounds and blood work I need to get, we're paying for that on our own. But what Stephanie said is they usually code that so that your insurance covers for it. Or at least has a discount. Right. Which yeah. will be cheaper. That's what we talked about last week. Right. So that's kind of a good thing. I mean, that yeah. works. So uh, Stephanie said, you are approved. You're going to get this. Uh, attained people should be contacting you with a contract soon. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And so not long after that, I got an email from this woman. <laughs> 824, you got the contract. They're like, just sign it quick. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, in there it said, you know, when you turn this in, we need a copy of each of your driver's licenses whatever and i was like i kind of skimmed it i still haven't read it i I wanted to see the contract password protected everybody oh yeah (laughs) so much like secret email stuff. cia level (laughs) (laughs) so um they didn't send me an email with the password i had to call them (laughs) to get the password really yes jesus guys come on (laughs) and so i called and it was the same person that i talked to and she reminded me Which I forgot is that I, she's the, this person I'm talking to, her name's S, we'll say, is the first person I ever talked to about IVF after we talked to the clinic. Oh. If you go way back in your memories, everybody. Because I called the insurance program and was like, we kind of want to do this. And she was like, oh. Oh, right. I remember that. Sure. So here's what you should do. And then like, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. And so she said, nice to hear from you again. And I was like, huh. Oh, yeah. I did talk to you. You were a nice lady. Okay. Uh, She gave me my password. It's actually... Your name with other letters after it. And I was thinking to myself, it's weird. Why is it his name to be my password? But Because obviously I'm the man and I'm in charge. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. And what she said was, so we approved you for um, attain ICSI with, without monitoring. So you must have insurance, right? You're like, and yeah, I was like, yes. Yep. <laughs> have the insurance. She was like, because otherwise I don't know why you wouldn't have that included. And I was like. Give us money. Like, whatever, none of your business, maybe. Give us more money. <laughs> I hope we're doing the right Stephanie's better than U.S. <laughs> and uh, so we have to pay them $23,000 by Wednesday. <laughs> well, crap. I better get a second job. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have the contract. Uh, we have not looked at it separately or together yet. As per usual. As per usual. Um, so, yeah, $23,150. All right. Amy Banks, the patient, and Christopher Banks, the patient's partner, from now on. Collectively known as the the participants, or you. So (laughs) I will always be known as patient partner, and we will be known as participants. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is the one where they claim like 85% go home with a baby after three, or before they get their money back or something like that. Let me read you the first. <clears throat> First two lines, because I their, did read these. Is this their pitch? Congratulations! <laughs> we are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted to participate in the Attain IVF refund program. The program. Parentheses, the program. <laughs> and quotations, both of them. Successful infertility treatment means having a baby! <laughs> There's no explanation point after that. There should be. The reality is that most patients will need more than one IVF cycle to be successful. 
that's the end. I just wanted to read the successful infertility treatment means having a baby. Okay. Now I'll read it the way I see it. Congratulations. <laughs> We're pleased to inform you that you've been accepted to participate in the program. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Chances of success are greatly improved once a patient understands that IVF takes several attempts and commits to a course of treatment. <laughs> Intramed? Well, what's this? Wait. Intramed is pleased to offer you an option to intend to reduce the stress inherent in IVS processing, increase your chance. Oh, probably more money or something. Oh, I think that's um. Uh, this is whole thing financed. If we need to finance yeah. it through them. Yeah, that's okay. We don't have to do that at this point. <laughs> if you don't want to be stressed about money, we'll we'll give you the money. You don't got to worry about it until like a year from now, where the interest rate's ridiculous. Oh, I do remember Stephanie saying this. She said, "Don't worry. It's gonna say you need to pay us yep. about two weeks before you start your injection." She said, "Don't worry about that." Right. Because uh, I've already started that. Right. <laughs> Okay, so we have to decide um, how we're paying for it, which means basically we have to move money over, and I think we're going to pay, because they only, they only take certified bank check, or you can pay with a credit card online, which I hope they mean check card. <laughs> Wait, I don't have a credit card that has a $23,000 limit. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I think mine break off at like 10000 <laughs> I don't even have that much. But uh, I think they mean like check card. So anyway, so that's the thing we're going to work on by Wednesday, everybody. Let's pay in this. Is turn in our contract, and then we're in. Okay, yeah. And I did decide, uh, I do feel some relief with doing it, because then we get to try more than one cycle for sure. Well, unless... We get to try, like, basically six cycles. Unless it works the first time. Which hopefully, I, right. I, honestly, I hope it does. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I, it sucks that we'll be like, oh, no, we're out additional 18,000, or not 18,000, we're out an additional... Uh, 10,000, I think, a, could be. A little bit more, but yeah, because the meds are always separate. Um, but... Who cares? I mean, yeah. 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 So that's what, we're look, that's what we're working for. And then you don't got to do injections anymore. And you don't got to yeah. bleed or whatever you do. <laughs> I don't know. You seem to bleed for no reason. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm a woman. It's what we do. It's true. <laughs> During the menses. <laughs> All right. So it tells us the stuff that's covered, uh, stuff that's not covered, which apparently is everything. Um, hey, did we talk about... We did, didn't we? Last podcast, we talked about our... When, at our... What to do with the embryos if one of us is no longer around or something? Oh gosh, I don't think we did. Did we? No, I think we did, didn't we? Well, we'll, we'll refresh people's memory if we did it. I feel like we didn't talk about so it. So during the nurse consult, we had to sign all these papers. So many papers, and like mo- buying a house. And most of them were about, hey, we're, you're going to freeze these embryos. Uh-huh. What do you want to do with them if, say, Chris dies? <laughs> yeah. And then, what do you want to do with them if Amy dies? And then. What do you want to do with them if both of you die? <laughs> also, what if we get divorced? Yeah, if we get divorced, what happens? Are they become an asset? <laughs> it was weird, everybody. It was really strange. It was, and we looked at each other like, uh, okay. I mean, and luckily, we don't really, I don't think we would have too much of a conversation. Although, if honestly, we, we, we had like lots of time. I would, we could probably have a good conversation about it. Like, the one was, okay, both of you die. What do you want to do with them? And I think the option was to, like, donate to science or something. We, yeah, we talked about that. We already did that one. We agreed on that one. But there was another one that was, like, donate to somebody who can't have them. Right. And to me, that's a viable option. But to you, I no. think you were like, I don't want a biological nope. child of mine out there. Right. Well, to me, and that, that maybe that's because I'm male and you're female, but I don't. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I could have a big part of it. I'm like, I don't care. But that was even both. That was even if neither of us were dead. Do you want, would you donate your embryos? Right. The one I thought about, though, that would have made a difference. The only one that made a difference to me, really, was if you both are gone. If you both are dead, 
is it okay if somebody else uses your embryos? And I was like, probably, but I didn't want to end the conversation there, and it didn't really mean that much to me, so I was like... No, I just said research. Right. But that's for one point where we would have probably disagreed a bit, like, you know. Yeah. Other than that, we were just like, research is fine, I guess. Yeah, but those were weird conversations. They were. (laughs) And you could tell she was like, okay, we'll just get through this, and then we're going to have lots of fun. We'll get through this, and then we're going to have lots of fun. (laughs) We did. We'll get through this. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it could be stressful for people to talk about that kind of stuff, but I don't know. All right. Okay, well. Are we done? I think we're done. I think we talked about a lot. At least you guys got to live through my surgery. <laughs> which I'm sure you were really hopeful the to shots hear are going. all about. Well, we've done a lot. Shots, surgery, attains going. Yeah, yeah. No, although we've been approved, what if we just don't put in the paperwork? But no, we made this decision a long time ago. We're going to do it. Do you not want to do it now? I do want to do it. I told you I felt some relief when I saw the paperwork. I know, but it's a conversation before when you were like, I hope I kind of hope we don't get approved. I know. <laughs> well, then we didn't have to make the decision. I feel good either way. I'm, I'm good with it. We made this decision on episode one. We're good. Or two or three. I feel like we talk about this insurance program all of the time. Yes. Well, it's a big deal. It's a lot of money. $23,000 is a quarter of what we owe left on our house. <laughs> yep. It's more money than I've ever spent on any car. By, oh, for by sure. By double, probably. Um, it's more money than I owe on student loans still. <laughs> it's a lot of money, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. But I'm glad that we're taking care of it and that we'll have potentially six chances. Yes. So I hope nobody won the Mega Millions lottery jackpot. Oh, we didn't win? Uh, Wait, we didn't. Well, we didn't buy a ticket. But You were supposed to buy a ticket. How are we going to be Mega Millionaires? Right. So what I'm saying is that I hope nobody won last week so that we can buy tickets for this week. Yes. So we can afford IVF. Right. Because the $10 million normal jackpot would not help us at all. Correct. We need the big jackpot. Just the biggest yes. of the jackpots. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, send us some emails if you feel like it. What's our email? ExpensiveScienceBaby at gmail.com. Facebook. Yes. We'll have those Facebook pictures up there of Amy's insides. Yay! <laughs> Which is always fun. <laughs> um, interesting. I'm not embarrassed about my insides being out on the internet, but what I might look like after surgery is not allowable. It says a lot about you. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very shallow. Uh, and so coming up for us this week, just to review, so you know what you have to look forward to next week, is that if all goes well on Friday morning, I start actually giving myself more and actually doing the stimming, where I stimulate my ovaries to make lots and lots of follicles. Which I think by next Monday, if I'm stimming, I'm going to be very uncomfortable. We'll yeah. get to hear all about that. <laughs> okay. So we'll <laughs> come back for that. Yay! <laughs> all right. And I think we'll take off from there. Okay. All right. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. Oh.